0: The money thing? Security? A uh, nice house? Uh, I guess that's important to some people. No, it's its not important to some people, Robbie. It's
1: important to all people. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in?
0: I woke up this morning with the sun down, shining in him. Where's the money, Lebowski? Here's the fing money! You head. Oh, it's uh oh, oh it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. I found
1: my mind in a brown paper bag within 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it I tripped down
2: a cloud and like eight miles
0: high, high. I told my man. On a jagged sky Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the news So, uh, you know, that's what you, uh, that's what you pay me for I just dropped in To see what condition
1: my condition was in
0: Illinois Nazis I hate Illinois
1: Nazis Yeah, let's cut through the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? I lost you $60,000
0: There is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than I do
2: There's just one thing, dude. What's that?
3: You have to use so many cuss words. What the f are you talking about?
4: Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I woke up this morning...
3: Hello and welcome to Dr. Jackson. I'm Tom Allen. Greg Stafford on the board. SB Futures up a quarter and Futures up 1775. is before the big CPI number today. The number that was nothing for really 40 years. Now it's back being the big number again. Everything is kind of circular. Think, Greg. Right? it's kind of circular. I mean, it goes around, comes around, as they say. Just saying. No comment. Do we have Mr. Oh, Carl?
5: Oh, you do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not. It's not like anybody actually believes that. You know, healthcare is uh, has a negative inflation
3: rate over the last year, right? Oh yeah. Well, it's uh, it's because they. Somebody, not not a little negative either, Chief. Right. But we have mister Mr. Murphy on with us because I want one of the big I just sent you guys a uh, uh a thing, an article regarding how the uh Chinese investment's gonna make it very difficult for us to essentially have a uh, adversarial relationship, which maybe we don't want, but so uh oh, Mike wants to we'll comment see. about that as well, Mr. Murphy. You know him. Uh but uh there's yeah. a, I just sent you this uh article Yeah, with, yeah, I read it. And uh I, well, here I'm. I'm looking for uh, the uh, the thing here about uh, recreational commodities. in, oh, I'm all over the place here. You're, you're right. But what what they did, actually, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Mike. Uh, where the guys have decided now the the retained earnings of the of the insurance companies are now what they're calling is the actual cost of health insurance or some ridiculous number, some contrived yeah. deal. How exactly does that work?
5: Well, essentially, what they've done is they've said that when the when the payout from the insurance company goes up, in other words, you know, insurance. I mean, insurance company takes in premiums and pays out claims, right? So when that payout percentage rises, that you have gotten more value for the dollar that you spent.
3: And, and the other stuff they think is part of like medical uh, uh, care commodities and drugs and all the other stuff that's they think it's all like separate or something isn't it
5: Well it's yeah the argument is that uh, for example hospital services is a actual line item right okay so so there is a there's a line in there hospital services the pro the problem I have with all of this is that when you take, when you take the entirety of the CPI, okay, the the CPI index, um, the percentages of things in total in an area should be approximately the same as the percentages that they are in the actual economy, right? Right. Oh well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it there, does. yeah. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, this is not very complicated, right? No. I mean, you know, the the shelter is, uh, you know, roughly a third of most people's budget, right? I mean, that's at you least. Know, that's at least. Well, uh, yeah. I yep. mean, that's that's about what it is. So, if we have shelter as a third of our budget, um, then it should be about that in the CPI. And and oh by the way, fancy that, shelter is thirty four point eight six percent of the CPI. Go figure.
3: Yeah. Well. Right. Well. Okay. But even so, that is it the is it the day that you buy the place? Is it halfway through your ownership? Is it the day you got it paid off and you're older? I mean. Well, that, I mean, and, and and oh,
5: by the way, the way that they do the CPI is kind of a crock because. It, it, even in the shelter area, and the reason is this: um, if you rent your shelter, are you, owner's equivalent rent obviously means nothing to you, right? If you own your house, if you live in a house that you have a mortgage on, whether you or don't have a mortgage on, it's you know the title has your name on it. Uh, even if it has the bank's too, uh, you don't uh, you don't give a rat's patooie about. Rent of primary residence. All right, but here's but here's the thing that gets me when I when I look at this. Supposedly, medical care services is six point three percent of the total index, and yet healthcare is twenty percent of GDP.
3: Yeah.
5: Well, I uh, explain explain to me how that happens.
3: Well, that's I. Uh on you know, this China thing for a second, but I, I went back. I just was doing some work yesterday. Probably do more of it with Hal later because it's a uh, it's money, supplies, and things like that, which is boring as sin to most people. But it, I uh, I went through and I looked. I think I did this in 2020, 2021. Uh, I looked at the CPI from 2000 to 2020, and the uh, it's up. You know, I could do the calculation, but it's it's like 0.5 or 0.8 or something. Maybe it's 0.8. Uh, and I looked at the cost of insurance that a that a firm pays because obviously PTI pays it, right? And it and it's up two point eight five, you know, two two hundred and eighty five percent.
5: Yeah, I, yeah.
3: You'd have no yeah. trouble getting me to
5: buy that. I mean, I the the numbers that we saw when I was running MCS were ridiculous, and the numbers that I've seen as an individual since then, having to buy my own, have been equally ridiculous.
3: But that's even that's even being generous and that. Adding to the fact that every year we probably added a little deductible for everybody. So it's not even really apples and oranges, it's apple to a rotten apple. But and I, I also right. did uh, cost of higher education. You know, there's a there's a website that not now they want you to pay, which I don't I guess I don't have a real problem with because it's so so good. Every college, room and board and tuition every single year going back to like nineteen ninety five or something. It's a spectacular site. But the thing was still alive for, for freebies when I did this. And guess what? The college tuition, I looked at a bunch of them. This is even if you stayed away from in-state, out-of-state games, but they started to play around 2000. Uh, it was the same number, 2.85. Then, I, right. then I really, uh, you know, half-assed backed into the cost of primary education by looking at uh, Illinois taxes, because your property taxes are roughly 50% schools, right? Uh, in a lot of places, it's more than that. But well, yes, I, 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 some places forty five, some places fifty five. I anyway, mean, somewhere in there. Like I said, it's sloppy. You want the exact same number, two hundred eighty five.
5: Yeah. Well, this is. I mean, this is one of the things that I, you know, that I look at with these uh, these kinds of of you know games. And by the way, uh, with my article this morning, I, I just sent you guys a link of this. Uh, is is on this whole kerfluffle. With Harvard and MIT and UPenn, okay. That Bill Ackman's been you know oh, yeah. stirring the pot,
1: he, and he's
3: good at ten. 10.
5: Well, you know what do you want? All yeah. right. I mean, when you got a lot of money, you throw your weight around, right? And you, you punch way above your uh, size. But the the thing that I that I wanted to point out with this in higher education, in particular, is that you know now the allegation is that not only did President Gay apparently plagiarized her thesis, which, by the way, gets you thrown out of school.
3: Okay, that's an expulsion. Well, she's, a prof- she's a professor in the law school. What 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 doctorate do you have to be a professor in a law school? Well, I don't know. No, no, that was U Penn. Oh, that's Penn. Okay, okay, that's Penn. That was
5: UPenn All Yeah. Right, okay. Oh, by the way, fired from being the president, but not kicked
3: out of the college. Well, she has tenure.
5: Why? Well, uh, so what? Misconduct is misconduct.
3: You could be de- even with I, tenure. I don't think what she did was misconduct, but wasn't. Well,
5: wasn't I don't. Know. Well, I I don't know if it is or isn't. Okay. The allegation, however, is that Harvard's president did commit misconduct.
3: Well, cheating okay. on, on, on a thesis, yeah, I think it would do that.
5: Well, uh, yeah, plagiarizing a thesis—that's certainly you know yes. Um, but it gets it gets better than that. Okay, there is also an
3: allegation.
5: That her tenure was fraudulent,
3: really? That it was. Hey, that how about we? Gave... Put, how about we push this off to a huge discussion on Friday, and zero yeah. one on this thing with because we've been we've oh, been okay. kicking this around with everybody, and I, I want obviously both of your guys' opinion. But Mike, Mike, what did you retire, Mike? A captain. You're a general with us, so you're General Murphy today. Right. Uh, what are we gonna give him? Two stars.
5: Well, I don't know. He, he no. He needs at least three. You got to You, you
3: got to be better than Levin. Yeah. So, Mike, you're a three star general. Um,
2: okay, Tom. Sure thing.
3: <laughs> you'll you'll get the new, the increased pension check this month. Oh yeah. Okay. God. Um, we've talked before about the intertwining between the economy and China versus. It appears now that people have maybe woken up to the fact that they also want to be this big military power with us as their... I mean, they seem to be the only place on Earth that's really, even including Russia, that's actually like gearing up for some fracas with us. Uh, or is, I don't know if that's a fair statement or not, but how do you... And this is, there's an article here by Karen Gilchrist today. Uh, U.S. proposals to clamp down on investments in China may be being undermined by continual funding by some of the country's biggest institutional investors new analysis shows, by the way, you can't go a week on TV without watching somebody saying you should put your money in China. BlackRock's big on that, by the way. Majority of U.S. public pensions have committed funds to China and Hong Kong, including insensitive technology, some as recently as this year, according to a report by Future Union over the LAR. Uh, the findings come as U.S.-China relations have deteriorated over recent years, blah, blah. Now, I guess, Mike, my question is, is somebody who's On the military side, watching these guys and seeing what they're doing, and you know, trying to figure out what we're supposed to do to at least keep pace or maybe keep ahead of them, is this an item for them or not?
2: I don't think it is, Tom, but it should be, perhaps. Uh, You know, because they are trying to. Well, they already are a blue water navy, and they're competing with us in other areas also, and they're the best. Stealers of technology in the world, so we need to be actually. I read the article also, and I think we ought to be pulling some of our money out of China. But you know, that's probably difficult to do, and not lose money. So,
5: well, I I think we ought to <laughs> look. I've said for a long time that China's so-called miracle is nothing of the sort, and it has nothing to do with innovation and actually doing things on their own. Their their entire premise is we steal anything that isn't nailed down half of what is, uh, mimic it all, and when we can't do that, we bribe people, a.k.a. what happened during Clinton's administration where they argued they wanted this technology for civilian purposes. It was actually dual use. They turned around and used it to essentially uh, take what was a, a we'll lob it at you and it'll go boom, boom to something that could you know, hit the Washington Monument, you know, right on the spike, right? So, I mean, this, this nonsense has been going on for a long time, but but a lot of it is enabled by our investing climate and by these pension funds and, you know, the Black Rocks of the world, okay? So, you know, and don't kid yourself, there's, there's, there's a huge problem with that. And one of the biggest, and I... I have long been an advocate that the big problem we have with both with China in this regard and also with a lot of this ESG and, and what I call DAI, instead of DEI um, is is that the people who are beneficial owners of these shares do not actually get to vote them.
3: Well, that's 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 for sure. Yeah. Well, and
5: that's a problem, Chief. Because here's the thing: if I, you know, if I own shares in the spiders. Okay, the manager of the fund votes those shares. Okay. Um, excuse me, the manager doesn't own the shares. I do.
3: Um, yeah, but you're never gonna get a mutual fund the same way.
5: Well, guess what? We need to change that. And oh, by the way, you could make an argument, you know, forty years ago, fifty years ago, when this when this first started, when you know people started uh uh, oh well, you know you don't have to buy all thirty Dow stocks. You can just buy this one ETF. When we first start doing that, you can make an argument that it was actually somewhat difficult to deal with because computer technology wasn't what it is today.
3: Well, that's that's one way. What about the other way? China still has eight hundred fifty nine billion invested here, Mike. Well, what, what about it's both ways, right? You know,
5: I I I don't think we I I. First off, I think we ought to kick them out of critical infrastructure, including land. I I don't You guys can't even ban TikTok.
6: How are you supposed to kick
5: them out in
3: of
6: Well well,
5: you know what? Maybe Mm -hmm. we could start by banning those politicians that are taking the bribes that allow that crap to happen in the first place.
3: Well how how big how deep
6: You know that's a trading guy who who backed all that. Uh, Susquehanna Investment Group is is or more specifically, one of their founders is the reason probably TikTok isn't banned. He's got a huge position in ByteDance. Dance. Well, yeah,
5: but that yeah, you don't want to get me
3: started. but well, how, how, uh, how how deep are they? I mean, for, I mean a real stupid question. Mike, have we ever let any of their people in the military academies? I, I'm thinking no.
2: No, we probably have had exchange cadets with them, Tom. Uh, you know, and that's on a one or two you know, maybe one or two a year. Uh, But I'll bet you we have had Chinese cadets. I know we've had South Korean. I know we've had Turkish. Uh, We've probably had German, but that's, you know, and I don't know about Russians, but I'll bet you we have had Chinese. Who knows?
3: Well, if somebody from China goes to Notre Dame, for instance, can they join RATSI? Probably.
2: No, you probably have to be a U.S. citizen, actually.
3: Really? Yeah, okay. I think, you, yeah, they I think might, you have to be a citizen.
2: They might be able know. to take ROTC classes, but, uh, you know, it, I mean, but taking a class is not the same as uh, joining ROTC.
3: Well, I mean, I think we're we're, we're, we're tied at the hip with these guys. You I know, mean, what does the university Honor look like if there's no more Chinese kids? I mean, they've, they've been they've been floating the place on Chinese kids for how many years? full boat. Which which university? Illinois. All over. They're all over the place. Oh well. I think they're not alone. They all, they pay full bore.
5: Well, yeah, and that's exactly why the colleges like it because sure. they pay the full price, and and therefore, I mean, this is all part of the same game that you know that goes on with you know with so much of this other stuff. We we need to stop this within you know within our our various uh, elements of you know of our economy it's it is so bad when it comes to this in the general sense that if if we were to actually if we get into a shooting war with these guys and and you know god forbid that kind of a thing happens but it could you realize that 80 percent of our antibiotics
3: would disappear instantly that's that's really something if um by the, than, by the way, you don't want those if you get has shot. there ever been right? an example of like this happening before, Mike, in military history, where this be, people were so tight and all of a sudden started to, started not liking each other. I mean, I, I, I think if if Hitler would have, you know, cooled his jets for a decade, I think we'd have been pretty tight with him.
2: Well, we probably would have, and uh, you know, Hitler was just foolish when he opened up the second front against uh, Great Britain. You know. It, I mean, he had already had most of. Uh, he did have most of Europe. He should have never attacked Britain, and then he might have been able to stay in power because you know the British were appeasing him. So
3: well, didn't he have to go early? Or I say early in '39, where his generals thought they needed another two three years? Didn't he go early because he was broke?
2: He might have been broke. Uh, but, you know, and they staged the beginning of the war with Poland. You know, that was kind of nonsense. So he might have had to go early. I don't know.
3: Well, I mean, I, I know we had a lot of people here that were uh, that were, uh, sympathized. That's what I'm trying to find out. We'll, we'll, we'll run over like a minute or two with you guys, and uh, then we got to get Joel on. But um, there was a, Kevin sent that thing out yesterday regarding all of the, the uh, Nazi sympathizers on some of the, East Coast campuses and stuff like that, but there, there also was a lot of, uh, I'm going to say, innocent uh, concern. I mean, be perfectly blunt, the capitalist system wasn't working so hot during the depression. So the, the idea that people will be at least be listening to other ideas doesn't really shock me, does it, you guys I mean, it's not it doesn't make you a traitor. I mean, it wasn't exactly working, was it?
2: No, it wasn't, and you know, and Hitler. For all of the evil that he did espouse later, I mean he did bring Germany out of the depression by doing something similar to what Roosevelt did in the United States you know a lot of public works projects and things like that and uh, build up his economy that way.
5: Well realize that we basically forced Germany into that box after World War one in the first place. Oh yeah that I mean you could make a, you could make a pretty clean argument. That we were the reason, we, well, us we, and, yeah, uh, yeah, well, we we not West, just the United, yeah. not just the United States. Okay, I mean, you know, Britain, France, everybody, right? But that that it was Western nations that essentially caused the dislocation
3: there after the war. Are you guys uh, maybe last comment here? Are you of the new the new opinion, which which I am, by the way, that it really was one world war, world war with a fifteen year break or twenty year break? 95% of all the oil reserves in the world when they got up from Versailles were on one side of the table. Yeah, that's a big shock, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking it was it was kind of one war. <laughs> it just stopped for a while. But uh, I don't know. Not, not many people are into that. But that's that's part of a, a new way of looking at it. But, you know, what's the difference really? But anyway, hey, thanks, guys. Uh, Carl talk to you Friday. Kevin talk to you before then because I want to talk to you also with Kevin maybe about this... Uh, Oh, I'll get Carl's opinion while he's here. How the hell are they gonna play these bowl games when fifteen hundred kids are in the, the portal? Are we <laughs> suiting up? Good. This is gonna be a lot of fun, don't you think? How, who's gonna make the odds on these games?
5: I uh, well, you know, it for once maybe the book is gonna be a
2: little off, eh?
3: I think we're suiting up, Mike. What, what position you wanna play?
2: <laughs> oh thanks, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> that ship I'm has sailed. Yeah, yeah. SB
3: futures up four days. If thanks guys. We're coming for Brennan, we'll be back next week. I'll be right back with Joe Longcannon.
0: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Stocks, jocks, jar.
5: stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. Right now.
3: Low and welcome back Stocks and Jacks. i time out. Greg Pappas on the board. S&P futures. Let me, I'm still reading my, that article from a minute ago, which is pretty darn interesting. we well, s S&P futures up 4. NASDAQ futures are up 33 as we continue to grind forward here. And I think we probably will as everything's right back to the last 22 years of policy. Uh, Dow futures up 57. We went do a lot of that with hell in a bit. Over in Europe, we've got the uh, DAX down 24.1%. FTSE up 24.3%. Back around up 6.8.08, 08, so call that flat. So kind of a mixed bag slightly up over in Europe. For Asia, Nikkei up 51.1%. Hang Seng up 171. It's a full percent, but still 16,374. Shanghai up back over 3,000 at 3,003, 003, up 12 points. They struggle their way back up there. Yesterday, the Dow was up 157. S&P up 18. Nasdaq up 28. It's every single day now we're up, it seems. And, uh, you know, it may, I think that may continue because I think the feds got everybody thinking they're gonna tell everybody again tomorrow if they're back to their old their old ways uh, the u.s uh treasury's down 10 years down point five five basis points 4.19 the one down five basis point points, 2.20 so it's nowhere near the five percent that people thought it was going to actually did top like was it one or two days great s&p or japan down seven basis points 0.71 Oil down 35 cents, 70.97. Rent down 43 cents, 75.60. Oil stays very quiet, down around 70 here. Everybody thinks it's going to 120, but it's never moving. It doesn't look like it. Natural gas unchanged, 244. We got gold, which can't go anywhere either, but it's up nine bucks today, back over 2,000, 2,002, but nowhere near the 2,100 it was a few weeks ago. So we're up 19 cents, 2325 Copper up a penny, 3.79. Bitcoin which got whacked yesterday. It's back up a thousand today. Uh, back up to forty-one thousand seven ninety. It was down like two or three thousand yesterday. Uh, the U.S. dollar is <clears throat> actually down a little bit with the euro up to one hundred eight, over one hundred eight. The British pound uh, almost one twenty-six, one twenty-five seven. So it's uh, almost a 04 percent move against the euro. So CPI numbers in uh, an hour, and we got the Fed meeting tomorrow. We got PPI on Thursday. So a lot of antics this week, and then we go into the holiday season. Greg, what do you got for us? Traffic Weather Sports. Good. Morning, doubles, everyone. Almost doubles almost doubles almost.
6: 635 right now in Chicago, 32 degrees. Um, currently 39 today, mostly sunny. Phoenix 52 out right now, 71 today. Mostly cloudy there. Traffic, it's a breeze. Inbound Kennedy from Montrose 10 minutes. Inbound Edens from Lake Cook 23 minutes. Inbound Ike from Wolf 23 minutes also. Ryan from 95th to the Interchange, 19 minutes. And the Stevenson from 294 to the Ryan is 23 minutes. NCAA men, we've got the AP Top 25 out. Arizona's number one. They had uh, all but one vote. So Illinois number 16 and NU is number 25. What's Purdue, two or three? Purdue, I believe, was four. They might have been higher in the coaches. DePaul's got to be there somewhere, too. Oh, definitely. Not DePaul, uh, Marquette.
3: (laughs) DePaul's in um, the bottom end.
6: Yeah, to Paul, another rough year for them. Although I think they did they did win their last game. NBA Bulls, Bulls lose to the Bucks in overtime. That was one twenty nine to one thirty three. And NFL we had two close games. Titans beat the Dolphins. That was in Miami, twenty eight twenty seven. And the Packers lose at Giants. Ha ha.
3: That was twenty two twenty four. And that's all I got, Chief. That did you Chief. watch the end of the Packers game? No. no. Joel, we have Joel.
7: Good
3: morning, Chief. How you doing? All right, Hey right. Uh, I'm assuming the Michigan guys are all playing.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, come on. A, a, a game like that, I, I have not heard of any defections yet, but that would be extremely disappointing if that happened. I'm uh, Just really, uh, what's going on just so diminishes these bowl games. It's... Uh, you know, they're just for TV. They're for TV, and they're for gambling. And, uh, man, I mean, they, it's just hard. It's hard to get excited, Chief. But, you know, we've been saying for a long time, it's all about the money.
3: Well, we you're, um, last week, we, we, we you weren't on, but we concluded without you, but I'll run it by you, that they now are, except for the playoff games, they now are, you get two weeks of practice, and it's next year's team, it's like a spring game. All, oh. You guys, uh, now no, no, explain to me, Lucy, if you're in the portal, if the coach says, okay, you can play if you want to, but basically they're all out, right? There's 1,500 people in the portal.
7: Yep.
3: Now, Russell uh, says... Unbelievable. Russell says unbelievable. that the, the the punter in Indiana is in, is in the portal, okay? Uh, but the coach says he can play, so he's going to punt for the bowl game, whatever their
7: bowl game is. Oh, really? That's interesting.
3: Well, I mean, I guess he doesn't That's think he's... Yeah, I don't know, but he's going to punt for the... Right? Do you... Uh, I'm assuming that you get to finish your... This is, you know, when you assume you make an ass out of yourself and somebody else, right? I'm assuming that they let people in the portal finish off their exams and then their scholarships toast. Is that the proper assumption?
7: Well, I mean, yeah, uh, I yeah. if you leave the team, you leave the university, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, I don't have hardcore facts on that, but, yeah, I mean, they would... The universities would never allow that if... Uh, They'd go absolutely broke if I mean you know the, all the people uh, from Ohio State I mean the mass exodus out of there I mean they got to replace those players of, you know with scholarships so um, yeah I it's uh, you know one thing I know as goofy as you know Harbaugh is and all the things that have got on he saw this company, call, coming a few years ago and you know he was one of the big proponents for uh, the not having to sit out. Uh, the year and everyone was against them and it eventually got approved and now he's all for about the athletes getting paid uh, more and I'm not just talking about the superstars with the NIL and uh, you know whatever went on with that you know the science stealing or whatever that's, things are going on controversy with Harbaugh he is for he is a players coach and he wants to see it. and that is not rubbing the NCAA the right way but uh, uh, got a lot. You got to play the game. We got to play Bama. I know it was, you know, I was a little high on my horse last week, but man, I just, uh, you know, they got to contain that guy. They, I mean, contain, I like the Lions. Is that I'm Rose Bowl? Sorry? Is that Rose Bowl? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Rose Bowl. Not going. 0-2 at the Rose Bowl. Uh, hmm. Semi-final game. If we're fortunate enough to make the Houston I will let you know that I'll be out the day after because uh, um, I will go to that, but um, not going to the Rose Bowl. Uh, have you ever been? Other, you been?
3: Is it pretty neat though to go?
7: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just like it's like one of those places you can't get there from here, right? Pasadena, yeah. and we stayed in L.A. and bust in, and you're up in the mountains. It's it's absolutely it's gorgeous. It's picturesque. Uh, but uh, saw him lose in 84 to UCLA. Our quarterback got knocked out in the first quarter, and then I saw him lose in uh, 87. Jake Plummer, Jake the Snake Plumber, Arizona yeah, State pulled yeah. the upset. That's a long time ago, Chief. Yeah, I've been to I've been to a Sugar. I've been to an Orange. Uh, if we had more time, I could tell you my Orange Bowl story. Do you want to hear it real quick?
3: Go ahead, and I'll tell you mine real quick too. My, uh, mine, mine was awful.
7: Uh. Mine was fantastic. Uh, we were down in Florida, and we, my wife and I, like I, I convinced her to fly on Y two K, right? You know, because the, the flights were wide open. No one would, you know, no was flying. So we were going to fly back from Florida on New Year's Day, and and get home. And uh, the Orange Bowl was the night before, and they called us up. They and we weren't, you know, spoke to my mother in law. And said, We're canceling your flight because we don't have enough people. When do you want to go back? You can go back Friday night or you can go back on Sunday. Well, my mother in law, we weren't around. She goes, Oh, they'll go back on Friday. And I came back and, and rest in peace. She's the most wonderful lady. She said, That was the only time I ever got mad at her because the <laughs> yeah. Orange Bowl was in fr- on Friday. And so I called the airlines. I said, No, we're going on Sunday. Lisa and I went to that Orange Bowl. Tom Brady was the quarterback triple overtime victory over Alabama. Wow. And that was on Y2K 1999. Brady's last game. What's your wrote was that was Orange that the old,
3: old was that the old old Orange Bowl, the old old one or no?
7: PPK. It was PP we went to PPK. Pro Player Park or something is what it was called then. No, I was never in the other the old Orange Good Bowl. Good for
3: you. I we went down I was a sophomore i go in the year before to Texas where Joe Theismann beat number one Texas. That was a fantastic game. We drove down to the Cotton Bowl. But the, the Orange Bowl, we had seats. The end, the end of the place were bleachers, right? Mm-hmm. We were in like the second row of the bleachers. Like almost our ass was almost on the ground. So we could see nothing from the end zone. The only thing we saw was number 32, Johnny Roberts, his number going away oh. from us and going toward us. The Irish had a horrible team. We got clobbered like 40-something to 7. I don't know, it was horrible. And it was, went out to the parking lot, and you know, all the Nebraska people there, and like, the, the first 500 Winnebago's that were ever made, they drove there, and how they got those things there from Nebraska, I have no idea. They're all giving us a bunch of crap in the parking lot, and we hopped in the car and drove home, <laughs> all the way to Chicago. Oh, but uh, yeah. I still remember, I still have nightmares of Johnny Rogers. What an amazing player that guy was, Then he, what, he went to Cannon and got into the drugs or something, but... He was really Rogers. He
7: what was, was he? Was he number twenty-two? I thought he was man.
3: thirty-two or somebody. Whatever, like, whatever it was, I, like that? whatever it was, I, all I could see it was running away from me and coming oh, toward me. Oh, Man,
7: okay, all right, Chief, real quick on the markets. Yep. I mean, we're coming into the quad, which very little uh, resistance in here. Monster rotation yesterday out of the uh, out of the mega cap tack. And uh we'll see. We'll see if we can get a a more broad rally here. But uh all eyes on the CPI, the PPI, and then the Quad Witch on Friday. Not not much for earnings besides Oracle getting a big haircut today. That's all I got. That's all I got for you the chief, and as always, go blue.
3: Yes, yeah, so SP Futures up against Alabama. Absolutely. SB futures up 675, NAF yeah, futures up 45. Very quick break, back with Mr. Kenny Calperi.
1: Come on. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day to day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. 8810, or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks, jocks, and
5: stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right
3: now, right here, right now. Hello right now. welcome back to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Allen, Greg Pappas on the board. SP Futures up six. As a futures up 46, and I think we're going to have a, uh, uh, just going to keep going. As the Fed, I think is going right back to their 20-some year plan, and uh, we'll see if that works. But we're going to run it by Mr. Kenny Polcari first. Kenny, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad to glad to hear your voice. You had, we had you on for a half hour last week. I love that, by the way. You know, the thing is, when, when I talk to you, we could have five topics, and by the time we're done talking, we got like ten topics. Because they're you all know, over I the place. You know, it's it, it, it's just good stuff. I uh, what did you make of this uh, article that I'm, I'm searching for here? Uh, Which one? The one about the uh, the investments in China and how much how much if it you know now that we're becoming more of a I'll, I'll use the term competitor maybe hopefully not a a, a fighter one of these days against China. Um, there's an article here. You know, Karen Gilchrist She's at CNBC. Yeah, oh, she's a writer. She writes. I didn't a,
8: see the article though. So what's it say? It's saying? uh.
3: U.S. pension funds heavily invested in China complicate Washington's crackdown. New analysis finds. Uh, U.S. Yeah,
8: well, I I think that's true, right? Because you get all these pension plans that are invested, and if it's going against what Washington's going to do, potentially there's going to be some pullback there, and these pension funds are going to get whacked, right?
3: Well, why do you, I mean? It says here that uh, um, the uh, the well, here the majority of U.S. pension funds have committed funds to China and Hong Kong, including. And sensitive technology, some as recently as this year. Um, What the hell? What the hell over I mean, you would think uh, that these guys, I mean, who's doing all the recommending? You can't go a day without watching TV and somebody saying, put your money in China.
8: I hear. You. Which is always funny because you know people say put your money in China, and that's a place where I don't go at all. Like I don't go directly into China at all. My China exposure is through some of the U.S. names that I own, i.e., Apple uh, or Amazon or you know Microsoft. Some of these other U.S. names, just because China's so erratic. First of all, you know it's it's still considered an emerging economy, which I think is baloney because I don't think it's emerging. I think it's emerged. They just don't play by the same rules, which is why they call it the emerging economy right because their rule set is different but because of that they can change the rules whenever they want which is exactly why I stay away from China directly so it's always amazing to me that you'll get these big US pension plans and asset managers putting so much money into China because they recognize the risk and then when the risk happens and China changes the rule everyone screams and yells well guess what then don't go there
3: yeah I I would agree I'm surprised I'm looking at this uh, I was mentioning that it's it's not just one way I mean they, at the beginning of the year, February of 22, uh, was that's, um, well, at the beginning of that year, uh, China had a, a trillion uh, 28 billion in uh, U.S. treasuries. In January of 23, which is now a little while ago, they're down to 859.4. So they're down you know, 150, almost 200 billion probably in their investments. And so is Japan but it's been picked up. right. Right.
8: And so is the Fed, by the way, right? If the Fed's on quantitative tightening, they're not there as a buyer either. So we've lost three of the biggest buyers in the Treasury market.
3: I I think the, think the...
8: leads me to believe... Who's going to be left to buy it? Which is there are plenty of people left to buy it, but they're not necessarily going to stand in and pay the last sale, right? They're going to bid lower. They're going to see today going to be a perfect example. We got a thirty-year bond auction coming around. Remember the last time we had a thirty-year bond auction, it wasn't well received, and bond prices tanked, and yields spiked, and the market cut. You know, the market got whacked, right? Now, yesterday we had the 3-year and the 10-year. I think the 3-year was okay. The 10-year was a little bit less well-received. We saw a yield spike in the morning when the bond auction was going on, although they did settle down by the end of the day. But um, th- that's exactly that point. And, and now into the new year, the first quarter, we got $860 billion worth of funding that has to happen. So at what prices is this funding going to take place? It will happen. It's just a matter of what prices are going to take place at. Right? Kenny, are
3: you sure that the uh – the Fed is not, I think they're letting the mortgages run off, and they're kind of replacing them with treasuries. I think they're actually still a buyer of treasuries.
8: Well, okay, if they're a buyer of treasuries, then that goes against, you know, what, what I think, what the understanding is, right? Because in quantitative tightening, they're not supposed to be buyer treasuries, right? They're, they're trying to tighten this, the, the money supply.
3: I think. Well, I think they're replacing the mortgages that are running off with treasuries.
8: With just treasuries. Okay, so that if that's the case then there'll be support there but I, I've no in the treasury market.
3: I have no I mean right now the mortgages probably aren't running off very fast because the prices are up, not down, right? Right. But uh I, I I don't I uh you know what, Kenny, I'm in the I shouldn't be like this, but I'm but I'm getting there. I'm in the camp, I don't I don't believe a word they say. I honestly don't believe a word they say. <laughs>
8: Well, and I agree with you, and I think that's the that brings in the whole credibility problem, right, about what the Fed's going to do. Are they going to hold rates higher for longer? Are they going to start cutting right away in March? Because if they start cutting right away in March, I think they lose all credibility in my mind, right? Because they two days ago, last week, he continued to say the story that they're leaving the door open to raise, to raise rates again, not cut them. And so if he's going to cut them in three months, that goes completely against the narrative and it completely against you know what he's been saying so in, in my mind it only it you know puts another nail in the coffin of credibility in my mind
3: well they we but who credibility to who
8: well credibility the feds credibility to you know to the investment world right to 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 uh, to the markets whether they're global I think the, or whether I think, they're domestic or global
3: I think the credibility to the market has been has been absolutely 100% they're all for the markets it's the rest of the people they have no credibility to, and I think well, they found out that the rest of the people basically are ballless. They, they, yeah. they, 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 there's not going to be any, I mean, we're talking about 20-some years of lying to people on CPI numbers, and, and, the, and the outcry is minimal, minimal. Nobody's going to get thrown out of office because of it. Nobody's going to get shot, which they shouldn't. No, there, There's no, no hue and cry like there was during the 70s of any kind. It's not even comparable.
8: Right. Well, no, you're right. There isn't. And it's going to be very interesting now, especially tomorrow. Um, We're going to get today the CPI report, tomorrow the PPI, but then we're going to get the FOMC minutes. It's going to be interesting to see how Jay positions himself. Is he going to continue trying to temper the conversation about, oh, rate cuts are coming in March for sure? Because he has been trying to temper it. So will he continue to try to temper it, or is the narrative going to change tomorrow? Because if it changes tomorrow, then I think, you know, I mean, if he, if he gets more dovish tomorrow, then I think he's going to start to lose credibility, because in my mind, it's going to be almost like, you know, they stamped their feet long enough and screamed hard enough for them to cut rates that now is just going to cut rates. I think it's a mistake if they do right now, just because I'm not sure that we're completely done with inflation. If Remember, if they cut rates, it's stimulative.
3: Just what, what it, Just tell people there's no inflation.
8: <laughs> well, I think that's what they're trying to do, right? They yeah, just tell people there's no inflation. It's still running at 4%. They're telling us, well, but it's down from 9 so there's no more inflation. That's baloney. Sure. They're is. trying to tell you that wages are keeping up. That's baloney.
3: But, you, but you have people. I mean, I, I can't believe. Again, I'm not. Uh, last thing I want to do is go get fitted for a sandwich sign walking up and down the street. By the way, they make those anymore, right. sandwich signs? The, plus, I don't want the fitter looking at my size, but the. Uh, I I don't, this whole idea, we we have become, despite all the sniping, but all you hear and, and bitching back and forth at everybody, who's, everybody who says something on TV, whether you're a professor or wherever you are, the fact is we are absolutely, totally clueless on managing our politicians. I mean, the the, the economic policies are the same. I, 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 I should never have read that. Somebody sent it to me. It might have been Audrey, for God's sake. I should strangle her for that, but sent me that Stockman article, and, it, and not only did it somewhat agree with a lot of the stuff I've been saying, Kenny, but it it gave me a bunch of, of uh, facts that I never had. So I started digging back, and it, th- these guys from uh, 1999 to 2007, these guys did, uh, the, the money supply was up 8.8% a year. Right. And then from 2007... To February of tw- twenty twenty, that's why in Obama's administration, all the, all the markets did was well Money supply was up eight point eight percent a year, and they claim inflation was one point nine percent a year. Okay, that, that's not even remotely possible. Yeah, so they've been lying to us for, for uh, since really ninety nine, and they're and they're yeah. going to go right back to it. That they, they want to go back to, uh, money supply grown five six percent a year, inflation being five, telling you it's two, and oh by the way, the market goes up, and in ten years from now, the wealthy people are. 10 times as wealthy compared to the rest of the people. That's right. And you've got... That's right. It's, your unions...
8: Because that's really who they're talking to, right? They've got to keep the wealthy people
3: happy. And, and your unions, even though they, they stood up and actually had some backbone for once, started out at a 40% raise over the next the last four years, which, by the way, is what inflation has been. And they all settled for 25 And as much as the companies are bitching and moaning, they're happy as a clam. Or were my yeah, wrong? Here? No, no, no.
8: You know, you're absolutely right. They are. Yeah, they're, they're very happy as a clip, right?
3: Because they're they're um, all they're all getting fifty percent raises. <laughs> yeah, right.
8: <laughs> yeah, I put in my note yesterday. You know, for the for the average American, they have to go back and compare, right? What where they were in twenty twenty one versus where they are today? And if your base pay isn't up at least seventeen percent, you're losing. It. And that doesn't even include right. the the rise in income taxes and all the fees that people just put on. We're just talking about just straight wages, right? So uh, it's interesting for people to do that analysis to see, in fact, are they keeping up? They're not keeping up, and my guess is they're but not keeping but up. Right? You, the
3: average American. But even you, who is is into this stuff even more than me, even you just quoted the CPI inflation, and you know it's BS.
8: Well, you're right, but you're right, but I guess you have to you have to compare it against something, right? I mean, what are you going to compare it against? Well, compare, compare
3: what do you, what do you what do you think it is? I think it's thirty five uh, right. to forty.
8: Yeah yeah in terms of prices you mean yeah 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 I would guess it's more than the 19% that they say it is Um, you know it's it's funny yesterday they did the uh, they did that they recreated the uh, uh, the Kevin shopping scene on uh, on uh, you know the Christmas the Christmas show that uh, where the parents left and went to France and the kid was home by himself Yep. Macaulay Culkin. Remember in the scene when he went to the store to go buy food, he had a twenty dollars bonus pocket and he bought you know a cart full of stuff, milk and Stouffer's and all that stuff, detergent and all that. Anyway, they tried to recreate it yesterday. They cre- recreated the same basket of food, and it was sixty eight dollars versus the nineteen ninety eight it was when they made that movie. I mean, the title alone was twenty dollars, right? Yeah. So they were talking about prices are up. You know, three times from from when they made that movie. I would argue that they're up more than that.
3: Well, do you see this? Do you ever see this uh, this shadow stats operation? These guys, uh, there, there's a group yeah. here. there's I don't know it was copyright two thousand times somebody somebody half 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 hill Tom's yeah, inflation calculator. I dug this one up where they have the CPI. Uh, they have the Social Security Ways index, they have the medical care inflation CPIU. Uh, December to December 19 1913 19, to 22 then their personal consumption they got the shadow stats well they've got the CPU you know one one dollar in 2020 uh, and is uh, the starting year to target year would be two thousand I guess 23 see if we can do that and you calculate it they probably don't have the end of 2023 yet so it's probably a screw up um, right their CPU is is a dollar seventeen just like you have it yeah. Okay, but if you look at the shadow stats, their number is, uh, well, you can, you can only, the target year is not yet there, so let's put 2022, and uh, I, I think they're going to be, you know, like 40% or something. They've got thirty one 31 in two years. And, and that's Send me the even,
8: link to, to what you're looking at so I can look at it.
3: Because there have been, there, there have been a few people now that have been doing alternate inflation calculators. Yeah. And actually, the, the PCE... They do the same thing, they're adjusted, which is the only thing you get. They take the hospitalization down from twenty percent to five percent, so everybody buries the, the medical cost and, and yes, it, right. that, that's really been the the stuff that I've, I've, I talked I've talked about since 2020. if you take medical and even education out of it, I mean if you were to go back to 2020 and make hospitalization twenty percent instead of seven or medical care. All of a sudden, we've had our inflation has been like double what these guys have had for the last twenty some years, and w- and actually way above, not way above, but above growth. So if you if you just make that one adjustment, and maybe even throw the, the, uh, the, the education in there, throw those two adjustments in there, you find yourself with negative growth for twenty three years. It's scary. It is really right. scary. I mean, yeah. most most people wouldn't wouldn't think that way, but. What I've talked about the last couple of days, Kenny, we got you know, is I'll send this to you. But the, uh, I, I think most people, they keep looking at gasoline, and everybody keeps talking about gasoline. I'm so tired about gasoline. It's for a for a, a driver who drives a thousand miles a month. It's fifty bucks one way or the other, whether it's gas up a dollar or down. It's and right. nobody nobody wants to pay it. You're staring at it while you're pumping it. I get pissed off too, but it's fifty bucks. It's not. But I I think the normal person now who goes out to to buy a new air conditioner for his house, or a furnace, or a roof, or, or, or a, a gallon of paint is ho- I don't I don't think they even realize it until they need to do it. It's it's yeah a, right. It's they, a they, dramatic. They go out
8: and do it actually right. So they go to the store and they and they and they have to buy what they have to buy.
3: Well, I'm I'm looking look, been looking for a truck for a while, right? And you know what? I drive through the salt. I park in a, in a parking lot right here work where, where everybody loves to bang the side of your truck, or your car. So I don't want something nice for driving back and forth to work. There's guys right. that. There's guys that have a three year old pickup with 40,000 miles in it that went 40 grand for the thing.
8: Yeah, I'm I like, listen. Like I, 40, yeah, yeah.
3: Really? I mean, I think if somebody walks a new car dealership now, they're st- or, God help you, if your transmission goes out or something, you know, it's five grand or four. It's some. It's the, the Audrey just bought a new car and they, have, they now have a, a finance department for repairs in the place.
8: Do they really? Yeah.
3: It's so a new oh, car dealership. The guy, the guy says, "Yeah, you know, we know we have a finance guy for new cars, and we got a finance guy for repairs." I said, "You got to be kidding me."
8: Yeah, I mean, See, no, I don't, I don't think I haven't bought a new car in a while. I mean, my cars are three years old, but I haven't bought a new car in a while. I'd,
3: I'd say, hang on it till ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the cars now will go that long. They're they're pretty good. I, I mean, I
8: agreed. If you keep them up, they'll go yeah. that long. I agree with you.
3: But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. What, what are you? I think they're going to get a good number today. The way we're creeping up.
8: Uh, right. It feels like it, right? It yeah. absolutely feels like we're going to get this good number today. And that's going to just embolden that Fed's going to cut story uh, and then Fed's got inflation under control. But I think what Powell's going to say tomorrow is, look, yes, it's all moving in the right direction. Yes, you know, we're succeeding. But I think he's going to continue to try to temper the idea that they're going to cut rates in March. I'm not saying they're not going to cut them next year. I do think they're going to cut them, but not until the summertime.
3: Just, um, without, without having to be quoted someplace, so if you don't want to say anything, I'll say it. Have you, in, the, in the four or five years the guy's been there, has he ever said anything that was correct?
8: Well, you know, I'll have to tell you a I like Jay Powell. I, I do, too. I do, too. More but I do think that he said, I, do, I don't I do think he's, everything he said is incorrect, no. Although, is it frustrating? For sure. Was it frustrating when he denied the inflation was happening right under our nose? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? He was also trying to preserve his job, right? Because he was being reappointed in January, so he had to kind of hold the line.
3: Well, and okay. my fear
8: is, my fear is that he it's going to become political next year because he's going to. I think that's why I think he's going to cut rates in the summertime right ahead of the election. Oh,
3: without a doubt. I don't think there's any question. The question is, how much can the rest of us? How much more can the rest of the people handle? You know right, what I mean? Correct. And, and uh, right now, it looks like they'll handle anything you give them. Thank you, sir. May I have another?
8: Correct. Yeah,
3: correct. Kenny, you take care of yourself. Uh we'll have you on right, next, next week and wish you, uh, uh, by the way I might do that salmon. That looked pretty good. The salmon's
8: delicious. Um yeah, now, the which, salmon's delicious.
3: which one do you buy? There's like six of them in the depot from the I don't, I don't assume uh, you're getting a farm bought,
8: raise. I bought no, I bought the wild salmon when I made it. It was yeah. cool. you're talking about the one wrapped in pastry dough? Yeah. Yeah, it was delicious. Cream cheese and mozzarella and the and the, and the sauteed spinach. Oh, it was really good. I made it over the weekend. I showed you pictures.
3: Oh, God. Um, God. Well, anyway, you take care of yourself. Good. And uh, one of these I days, I'll by. have to like stop in for one of these. <laughs> that's, 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 just in the good area. By. by the way, you cook it. Here I am. <laughs> then you'd say, no, no, I just left. <laughs> uh, SP, if up six, Nancy, if you're up 46. Be right back, Mr. Elsner.
0: We have a pool and a pond. A pond would be good
3: for you. Hello, and welcome back to Stocks and Jacks. I'm talking about how Greg Pe- Pebb is doing something on the board. Are you saying that the, the pond would be good for hell?
6: pond. Po- pool and a pond. The
3: pool, the pond. The pond would be good for you. The pond? Remember that from Caddyshack?
9: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, only if it has a uh, baby
3: roof it. Yeah, if <laughs> you have a few alligators in there, you know, what the hell. <laughs> well, an
9: alligator and a baby roof. I'll, I'll be good.
3: Yeah, there's a... One of the guys who I uh, does some work over at Nigerian family office that I do some trading for, and uh, he said, he, he, I don't know why, he moves to Carolina, right? So he's down there, and he's looking for a house, which, you know, he doesn't even like the area, but he's buying, whatever, he's buying his house. So they get this real estate person, and they go, see, way out in the back there, well, that's the alligator pond. And he goes, when you say alligator pond, do you mean there's an alligator in it? And she goes, well, yeah. He goes, I, I have a dog and I want kids. Why would the hell would I want an alligator pod? She goes, what do you mean everybody? <laughs> I don't want an alligator pod, do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, one of the coolest thing I, things I
9: saw is roadkill. Um, I had a Harley before I got married, and I cruised. It was like the weekend of the Ivan Hurricane, and gas pumps all over the south were. They had their plastic baggies over the handles. And I'm driving this motorcycle. It only has 3.5 gallons in it, right? And I'm just thinking to myself, all right, government, don't set price controls. That's what what I'm thinking all the way down there, because if they set price controls, there's not going to be any gas anywhere. And I'm headed down to Atlanta to see a friend from my Ph.D. program. He's married and has kids. And I stayed in South Carolina. I think it was Charleston. Uh, The day before I go to Atlanta, right, I broke up the trip. And I'm driving along this highway that's pretty close to the the ocean. And I come to a stop because there's something in the middle of the road. I look down, and it's an alligator that is like two and a half feet long, and is dead. God. <laughs> it was one of the coolest road kills I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of road kills coming from Idaho.
3: Well, my uh, significant order, order, other and guest yesterday, Audrey, um, among her many talents, um, Audrey was in one of those, what do they call them, drum and bugle corps Or whatever, the real precise, they're all over the country, and they travel all summer and put on these shows, and everybody gets judged, and it's it's like a college band, but they, they if you're if you're two inches further apart you get marked down, those kind of you ever seen one of those shows? They're really something.
9: Well in the boot camp we had uh uh teams like that. We had rifle teams, we had the uh the, the drums, the, the navy band. It was pretty impressive. It was fun to watch. Well she
3: was on one for years where they all summer they'd go for two you know, five weeks driving around. They'd stay they'd stay at some high school and everybody'd have a cot in the gym and the guys would be in one gym and the girls would be in the other gym and they, the, the parents would put me. Anyway, but after afterwards, she ended up designing halftime shows for colleges. Mm. You know, which is you know, she's compared to a, a drum corps thing is you know, chump change really, because uh, yeah. the drum corps is really intense. I mean, it's it, you know, the guys take a whole year to do that. But she was someplace down. I think she might. I don't know. It was LSU or somewhere down there. And she was there working late on a Friday doing the thing. And they, she's going to back to where she was staying in this you know motel on campus or hotel. The guy gives her a flashlight. She goes, Well, what's that for? And he goes, well, That's if you see an alligator on the path, you shine it at him and they'll dash off into the water. She goes, She sees a couple of them. She says, next day I got out of there. I want to know But no part of walking around his place tonight scaring alligators off with this flashlight thing guy- <laughs> You know, Tom, I'm not a redneck
9: because the first thing I did the first thing I thought I didn't think the roadkill was dinner.
3: Oh God. <laughs> Oh, speaking of goofballs, and then we'll de- dive into all this economic stuff because there's all kinds of stuff here this morning. Um, I was going, we, were, we were going somewhere This was years ago, and so I'm driving out to pick her up. I don't know where the hell we were going, but I, I, uh, I was, it was early Saturday morning, like 6 o'clock in the summertime, and all of a sudden I hear on News Radio 78, which I listen to for the traffic, they go, hey, would whoever, and I'm, I'm at 107th and LaGrange Road, and the guy goes, hey, we're talking about a, a 107th and LaGrange Road, there was a deer that got whacked by a guy, and uh, the deer was, you know, having all kinds of trouble, obviously, in distress. Two cars behind her, it is veterinarian. So the guy who hit the deer, of course, he takes off, and the, uh, the veterinarian comes out and euthanizes the deer. Hmm. And evidently, when you euthanize something, you use enough stuff, evidently this guy gave the deer quite a shot. The next guy comes by and takes the deer and is going to, like, have it for dinner. <laughs> So the, the announcement over the air is, whoever the idiot was who took the deer, don't eat it. <laughs> because you're going, there's enough stuff in there to take you down with dinner and you and your family. I, I don't think I ever heard it or what. I, I, I'm sitting there going, you've got to be kidding me. This is, this is at 6 o'clock on a Saturday morning. I don't have my coffee yet. <laughs> all, this, all this intrigue is going on. Anyway, um, Carl, we have. I want to talk to you about a little bit of the economics of Oh, well, Carl was just down. you know. And they, and they they talk about the same thing. So yeah, once in a while he's Carl, and once in a while he's Hal. Sorry, Hal. The uh, you could be you could be called worse. You know, Carl's pretty smart guy.
9: Oh, I, I've been called worse. Trust me, I I do. Uh, I referee high school basketball and oh, A E. basketball, and Utah fans are notoriously nice to the officials.
3: <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
9: so yeah, I've been called worse, man.
3: Did you ever uh, pull a stunt that? Um, Shani's kid was playing uh, Little League baseball or something. So this guy's up, and, and, the, and the manager's just ragging on him big time. So finally the guy goes over, and he sits next to the manager, and then he says to the kid, play ball, start pitching. manager goes, what are you doing over here? Are you going to call him over here? He goes, well, you are. He goes, it, <laughs> it must be a better view. And the guy goes, get out of here. You know, <laughs> I don't think that
9: stuff works. What I do is, like I, I did baseball one time. And I'm a softball umpire. I was a softball umpire in the 1990s when I was in college. And they needed somebody to cover the bases for an American Legion baseball game. And I go, I'll, I'll go do it. And I don't have any clue about the Baca rule. I mean, I didn't grow up playing baseball. And apparently the kid uh, was on the mound, and he stepped off the mound. And all of a sudden, the coach comes out of the dugout, and he's screaming at me, that was a box! That was a box. And I let him scream for about 15 minutes, or five minutes. And I go, Then at, when he was about done, I go, can we uh, just continue the baseball game?
3: <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, awesome. you know what, I'm going to, Greg, please do this. I'm going to say there's like, is there 20 different ways you can balk? And only like a, yeah, ma- only like a major yeah. league umpire would have any idea what 15 of them
9: yeah. are. Yeah, it, it's pretty extensive. And I had no clue, right? I had no clue at the time.
3: I think if you just drop the ball, it's a where you stand on the rubber. Yeah. If all of a sudden you mistakenly drop the ball, it's a balk, right? right? Yeah, if, if you throw it a,
9: if you uh, are trying to, Fake or if you're trying to th- if you have a runner at like uh, second or third and you don't throw to second or third it's a balk right No but second can, or
3: third you're okay first is a
9: yeah yeah first you have to throw yeah Yes, yeah. yeah, See I don't even know the rule right I don't know the rule because I didn't grow up playing baseball
3: Well you got to get off yeah, the but rubber it's really too you, you can't you can't sort yeah. of first on the rubber Yeah you got to yeah. get off the rubber
9: so, I, I was just clueless and I just looked at him and go Hey uh, let's go ahead and uh, restart this game All right I just smiled at him God. <laughs>
3: Because yeah, he knew I didn't
9: know the rule. What am I going to do, right?
3: Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I, I'm helping out here. I'm helping out. You know, that's why you're getting me cheap. What, can what, I what made it
9: worse was I was wearing my softball gear, right? <laughs> God. So the players were like, you know, every time they, you know, hit the ball or something, I'm, I'm at the, I'm around second base, you know, watching or whatever. They'd go, hey, why don't you go back to softball? <laughs> like, all
3: right. Unbelievable. Yeah.
9: but I can I can call balls and strikes though. No I was good
3: no, balls and strikes in the second game. No good deed goes unpunished, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about this. Uh, um, well, two things. There's a, there's a nice article here in uh, in the uh, in the CNBC by a young lady named Karen Gilchrist regarding uh, Washington's crackdown in China is being complicated by how many people are invested over there, and not to mention the fact that they've got. Hundreds of billion dollars invested here. What, what do you make of that, Hal? I mean, how, how would you, if, if the if the Pentagon called you in and said, how's this going to affect what we're trying to do? I mean, we're trying to stop these guys from getting a certain amount of technologies. We got people here investing in the technology. I mean, how do how do you, how do you, how do you at some point not essentially, you know, spank somebody here who's investing over there? I mean, we, we we know we're finding ways to get over there. The, the guys that are that don't care about uh, governments at all? They, may, you know, they just want to make a buck. And how do you? How, how does that even? In an economic world, how can that happen without wrecking stuff or without? I mean, if if, if I see somebody sending the stuff over there, and I tell them not to, I got a real problem with it. I mean, uh, yeah, what? How do you? How do you go there economically? I mean, we're we're so in tight with these guys. I mean, how how the hell do you fight them? Basically. Well,
9: honestly, I'm not too concerned with. Uh China I'm just not I think China is uh, an oppressive regime and I mean I am I'm probably concerned that the CCP is financing you know movies in Hollywood financing uh, you know uh, lubricating politicians if you will for uh, for favors but in totem I'm not really too concerned by China because China is doing exactly what China did when Mao was premier, they're they're locking in this technology, and they're then they're going to clamp down on economic freedom and political freedom, and I think it's going to be a, a major mistake. And I think China's in a world of hurt, so I think China's going to take care of itself. I mean, we had the same fears about Japan in the 1980s. The United States did. If you if you go back to the articles, the anti-Japanese articles in the
3: 1980s. But they never read a military. You, they never read a military buildup. Yeah, I know.
9: Yeah, I know. But you take that 1980s article and you put it in today and you replace China with Japan. You get the same articles that about China today. I mean, yeah, granted, they do have a military. But do you really think China and the United States want to go to war with each other? I really don't think they're going to want to go to war with each other.
3: Well, um, I, don't think, I don't think they want a war yeah. with us, but I think they but want... They're
9: kind, of float, they're kind of floating that to uh, you know, stoke some fear in I, I don't
3: think... I, I think... I don't think Japan wanted a war with us. It's only when no. we said, "Hey, you, you took 15 other countries. You got to stop." I mean, these these guys well, are. Well,
9: Japan also Japan also went to war with us because you know we were starving them. We were starving them economically. Well, we it, were in a trade it, war with them.
3: Well, in in their mind,
9: yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. Uh, when, when you when you I'm, you, not, I'm not
9: apologizing for the Japanese, but when you engage in a trade war with another nation, oftentimes it turns into a bombs and bullets war. Well,
3: right? I, I I get it, but I'm I'm saying is. Everyone will say that we cut off oil, we cut off this, but we saw what they were using the oil for. Yeah. I mean, we, we, they, were, they were using it to, to blast places, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like we, we cut it off in, in, in total peacetime. I mean, we didn't.
9: I know, but when you cut off somebody's lifeblood, like oil, um, you got to know they're going to retaliate.
3: Right. I, what, and
9: I think the FDR administration understood that.
3: I, I do too, but I, what I'm saying is it, it's one thing to cut off. You know uh, Amsterdam's oil—it's quite another to cut off China or Japan's oil after what they did to Northern China. Yeah, it's it's a big difference. You're doing it for a reason. Yeah, I'm not excuse. Yeah. I'm not excusing yeah. their
9: behavior, but all I'm saying is when you cut off somebody's oil and you have a trade embargo against them, uh, them blowing up a, a port in the United States is not to me a surprise. It's just not. They're going to retaliate somehow.
3: I I don't. I'm, I'm frankly
9: shocked. I'm frankly shocked that they didn't go further. Where yeah, I, I don't understand why they, you know I I don't know understand why they went further so um, well they, they, I, they
3: could, I think their their motivations I mean I, I know I read a, as much of this as I can their motivations were roughly the same as China's yeah. they they wanted to dominate Southeast Asia the whole South China Sea that whole area all those islands all that stuff they wanted to dominate and we were considered in the way if they went too far and probably yeah. if they would have kept it. Especially what was going on in Europe, if they wouldn't have been as aggressive, they might have got away with it. Yeah. And uh, China seems to have gotten away with making a few islands and saying the whole South China yeah. Sea is theirs. We've yeah. kind of drawn a line in the sand and said, no, Taiwan is not yours. Uh, so that's kind of where the line is right now, I would guess. I mean, I always like to look at these
9: things through the lenses of, uh, and I'm, tra- I'm not trying to be an Amer- American here, but. Looking through it from the lens of the Japanese or the Chinese, right? Today, the Chinese. I mean, in the United States, we get upset if China, we'd be really upset if China were to put a base in Cuba, even though Cuba is sovereign territory. We'd be upset with that, right? So, the United States, from the outsider's perspective, the United States can do whatever it wants in the Western Hemisphere. With all these nations latin america and central america and whatnot but you know china is not allowed that same um aggression if you will i mean so from the, the the perspective of the uh the chinese i understand why they're doing this right because the united states for over 100 years we i mean we have 150 160 bases throughout the world i mean if anybody's an imperialist it, it, it frankly is us and this is coming from an american United States Navy veteran, right? I think we're involved in too much overseas. I don't think we need to be involved in all these conflicts overseas. Whenever we, I don't think whenever we, we have 160 bases,
3: but whenever, whenever we aren't, I mean, I don't want to do it either. Okay, yeah. but whenever we aren't, it blows up to something ten times what it ought to be. Well, you know, one thing Trump did well. I, I you know, I don't like a lot of things
9: he's doing. I don't like what he's saying about indemnifying the uh, police if he becomes uh, the next president. I don't like that at all, right? Because in that crisis of all, kinds of all kinds of moral hazards, police aren't financially responsible for the cost of their bad decisions. So there's a lot of things I don't like about Trump. But one thing he did well were the Abraham Accords, right? He starved, starved Iran of crude oil revenues. So Iran didn't have the money to finance all their terror. He also encouraged the, you know, pushing oil prices down to historic lows. When you push... Oil prices done historic lows. The the people that sponsored the, these
3: terrorist acts he, he didn't, don't he have did, any money, so, he, he didn't do that. The, the well, Saudis and the saying, Russians though, did that.
9: I, I know, but what I'm saying is, in the in the United States, he did open up lands, and we were drilling, we were. And if you look at the trajectory of crude oil, I mean, we may be at where we were pre pandemic, but the trend was we're not on the same trend.
3: Right?
9: I I'm, so I, I think the Abraham Accords were a good thing. And you had four or five Arab nations making peace with Israel. Now we have a situation where we might have a World War III sparked in the Middle East. So I'm more concerned with uh, us uh, stirring the pot. I, you know, China might be just defending their territory. So, you know, whatever China wants to do, I'm okay with what they want to do because I think they're going to end up kicking themselves in their end.
3: Well, if you think they're going to self-destruct, well, that's that's sort of right. one thing. But, I mean... We, we, didn't, we didn't start out...
9: I honestly out. do, because there's too much groupthink there, Tom. There's
3: just too much... I, 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 I don't know if they'll be able to accomplish things either, but this guy's hung in there a lot longer than I thought he would.
9: Yeah, but there is a lot of groupthink in the CCP, and when there's that much groupthink in the CCP, man, bad decisions are easy to be made. And you no. look at Japan today. Uh, Japan has had, what, about 20, 30-year deflation, right? Things haven't gone very well in Japan in the last 20, 30 years. Their interest rates are still zero, uh, they're not replacing their population. They're homogeneous for the most part. So I, I just think in twenty, thirty years, China's gonna be like Japan. I really do. I I don't I don't think it's a threat. And I think the the politicians that make China to be a threat, uh, they're the ones stoking the, well, they're,
3: the they're the ones stoking it. The problem you have with, with people that have uh an awful lot of uh weapons is they tend to go yeah. down they tend to go down shooting.
9: Yeah. Well, what? we have we have an awful lot of weapons, too. And we spend, we, we spend what, $600, what 700000000000 billion a year on defense? And the Chinese are spending, what, two two 250 you know, one-fourth of that, maybe? So I, I'm more concerned with our aggression to the world. And our aggression through the world in the last 100 years,
3: we've I, I we honestly, I honestly think that the we, pot in Iran. You can also the the make the case Iran. that there's, there's been a couple of times of relative peace in the world, and one when Rome was around, and yeah. there's been yeah. relative peace... Worldwide since World War II, and I think a lot of it is because we're in all these places.
8: Yeah,
9: I don't. Well, I mean, I,
3: don't, I mean, I don't like the we, uh, the we, cost, but
9: yeah, we we stirred yeah. the pot. We stirred the pot in Afghanistan. I mean, how do I, I mean, how do we think that that was going to turn out? The, the British went in there and tried to make them British, and the British got kicked out. Right? They spent a bunch of dough there and they got kicked out. Then the the Soviets go in there and try to make it Soviet, and they got kicked out. And we try to go in there, we're going to try to make it American, and we got kicked out. Right? I don't.
3: I don't understand how we how we got from. Uh, The people who were over there that were helping the 9-11 people, I can see taking those camps out and and giving a little bit of a lesson in that regard, how we ended up invading the place. I'm going to say 90% of Afghanistan didn't even know who Osama bin Laden was.
9: Oh, I agree with that 100%, yeah. I mean, do you think Afghanistan was anything more than... uh, Raw natural resources, cobalt, lithium. Well, it's I mean, all—it's it's all—it's
3: the uh—the uh, the, the, what do you call metals? The, the,
9: yeah, exactly. And what? that's exactly what Ukraine's all about. I mean, people who think Ukraine is about anything else—the European Union, NATO—wants Ukraine on its side. It wants its metals. It's want. It wants its uh, raw materials. That's all Ukraine's about. It's the same war that we uh, engaged in in Afghanistan for twenty years. It's the same freaking war. And we don't learn these lessons. We, well, we stir the pot with Iran. We got the you the got a, you
3: got an unusual right. situation in the Soviet Union. Yeah. They they fell fell apart from within. They gave up all these territories because they had to because they couldn't manage them. All of a sudden, you yeah, got some exactly. lunatic there that says, "Wait a minute, that's really all Greater Russia. We want to go back and get it again by force." Well, that's not going to yeah. cut it out. I mean, it, not not with me, it's not. I mean, well,
9: hey, to me, it's not. It's not that binary. To me, I, I see it. From the perspective of the United States we wouldn't want uh, uh, we would I mean if we were put us in Russia's situation right and Latin America is like this uh, Union of nations allied with Russia we would want we would not want that alliance adding Mexico to their alliance our next-door neighbor we just would not want that we didn't want that with Cuba right so I think if we would have just left Ukraine independent, and not pushed, and done what Bill Clinton negotiated in the 1990s, and left Ukraine independent of NATO,
3: I think you can have, you can have as uh, as, as, Lou, as Lou mentioned to me uh, when, we, when the whole thing started in the Ukraine, is uh, and Lou you know, has, a, has a perspective, uh, but a, a lot of it is he spent a lot of time in Russia, and he speaks fluent Russian. And uh, so I don't, I don't, I can't watch Russian TV like he can, and, and I started talking about you know this is this is kind of crazy. Both us like what you're talking about, us having to spend a bunch of money there, and, and what do the the Soviets get out of it? They're way better off just train, uh, trading with these guys and keeping their port yeah. in the Crimea and so kinds of stuff. And Lou basically slapped me upside the head and said, "Hey, don't ever put your logic, your economic sense of." How it's not worth it, and your morals, and inject them in these people. Putin could care less what you think he ought oh, to he's do. He's an
9: evil. He's an evil son of a bee, Right. Yeah.
3: Bee so is. he goes. Don't don't think for a second that he cares about people. That he cares about trade. He cares about. Yeah. The, in his mind, this is greater Russia, and he doesn't care what it takes to get it back, and he doesn't care about a Ukrainian death or a Russian death. So so, so don't put your mentality into his. Yeah. You know, and I I mean this would. Ukraine has never shown any lack of ability or desire to trade with Russia and give them grain at a fair price and oil at a fair price. Russia needs all that. Why do you want to fight with the guys? You you're way better off trading with them. Yeah. I mean, that's the way you and I think, but that's obviously not the way he thinks. I mean, he's pulling. Well, the hand. I mean,
9: honestly, honestly, Tom, if we would have just left Ukraine independent, not
3: I don't, I don't floated this
9: idea of them adding. Ukraine, you NATO. I, I I don't think Russia would have invaded. But, but in the thing of
3: my point is, you don't know. And neither do I. Yeah. And, and, and Lou's yeah. point is, since day one, Putin wants the USSR back. Yeah. It's way more well, I mean, overriding. Yeah, I
9: mean, this Ukrainian conflict, though, is a lot older than that. It goes back to like 2014, oh, I, 2013.
6: Goes, goes back 100. when American
9: senators go over there, and they topple a, a a president who was friendly to the Russians, and they place in. A president who is friendly to the West and NATO, right? That was step one. Uh, we did that. We intervened.
3: I don't. In I don't, I don't think. I'm not saying. I agree with our actions there. I don't think at the end of the day we we can say we caused it. I mean, it's it, we could have. Oh, we ignited it. I, I guarantee okay. we ignited it. I mean, first. Yeah, we all we always manage to be involved up to our eyeballs more than I would like us to. Okay. We. Oh yeah. We, it, take. was saying when he when he invaded kuwait right Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of documents that you can read if you want to uh that allege that whoever our 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 ambassador was to that area i don't know if she was in wherever else she was some lady um i'm not saying she was a dumbo or wherever but the the allegations were that the people from kuwait were, were sneaking there on the border where evidently there was a lot of oil we're, we're, what do they call it, cross drilling into Iraqi territory yeah. to yeah. take the oil and I somehow or another she must have given the tacit approval if that's what's happening you know feel free to you know to go to the border and and knock these guys out I don't think she ever told them to inv- invade the entire country and by the way rape and pillage as you went I don't I don't I I can't imagine her saying that so yes were were we somewhat possibly I, don't, I won't say collusive, but somehow possibly at fault for not saying don't do anything, you idiot, instead of saying okay, look, if, if, they're, if they're messing with your border, go retake your border or something. We, I, we must have said something like that, we, not meaning you or me, but somebody did. And the guy, and the guy, you know, I mean, I, like I said, I, I have no, no desire to invade in Afghanistan. If, if the people who were messing around with 9-11 were holed up there, do, do I mind a bomb landing on their head? No. Do you? Not at all. But but if but now all of a sudden, you know, we're going to take over the whole place and try and find out where the bad guys are. Boy, that was a that was a bleep show.
9: Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, you think about every one of our um, post World War II overseas adventures. We get ourselves in Vietnam. We're we're worried about the the Great Russian threat, right? And the Great Russian threat, the the Great Soviet threat. We kept being told that. Uh, Russia is just as powerful as we are. They're they're half our GDP. And we find out in the nineteen eighties that their GDP was at best five percent of ours, right? So there's there's great light number one. So that that gets us into conflict in North Korea, that gets us conflict with uh in Vietnam. Um and then then we we train Osama bin Laden, right? I mean his his group were anti Soviets and Afghanistans, so are training
3: this guy. We give yeah, we give money. We give him money.
9: Yeah. And then, the Soviets fall apart in Afghanistan. I mean, that was that was one of the biggest steps of their failure. It was we haven't even to got, to we got go to we
3: gotta go to break. We haven't even talked about Iraq and how that yeah. destabilized the whole area. For God's sake, yeah. S P yep. futures up fifteen. We got these numbers coming in here. Uh, November C P I and it must be good because S and P's are up fourteen. Nasdaq futures are up sixty five. We'll be right back.
4: at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks You are out
5: of control Right here, right now Right here, right now Hello,
3: right these numbers are flying around the CPI came in at 0.1% versus unchanged So it's got the S&P futures up 16 Everything's okay there is no inflation. We just told you so. As if you just up 82. Why don't you give us traffic, weather, sports, because all the rest of the world is just catching up here. Greg, are you there? Just catching up,
6: 7.32 a.m. Um, let's see. We've got Chicago, 32 degrees right now, 39 mostly sunny today, Phoenix, 52 now, and 71 today with mostly cloudy. Traffic, uh, it's a breeze. Inbound Kennedy from Montrose, 16 minutes. Inbound Edens from Lake Cook, 29 minutes same with uh, ike from wolf is 29 minutes and the ryan from 95th to the interchange is 21 and inbound stevenson 294 to the ryan is 30 minutes ncaa men the ap top 25 came out with arizona on top that they were number one illinois number 16 and northwestern at 25 nba bulls lose in overtime that was against the bucks 129 to 133 NFL, we had two close games on Monday night. The Titans beat the Dolphins in Miami, 28-27. And the Packers lose at the Giants, 22-24. That's all I got, Chief. Thank we got the uh,
3: CPI ex-food and energy is a positive .3. The big the big mover down here is we've got gasoline uh, down like 6%. That's probably the biggest uh, mover on the page. Um, that's that's really what's causing the, the number to be .1. Everything else is up a little bit. But energy's down... Uh, it's down 5.4 in the year uh, down 3.4 in the month so i mean it's that's kind of a lot so that's that's carrying the thing here um rest of the stuff like i said is is up some so hell what do you think of these numbers bud
9: well if you look at employer-sponsored health insurance premiums they rose from um 7 dollars in 2022 to 8 dollars in 2023 but if you look at the CPI, uh, their their page, they're touting a, a, a 0.8% decline since October 2022 in average medical care.
3: Uh, 30% on the year health insurance down.
9: What I'm seeing on the on the CPI's web, uh, on the BLS's web page is that CPIW US city average, or sorry. Yeah, average medical care is down 0.8% uh, since October
3: 2022 um i have a of a guy this is uh well friend of mine uh, that is uh he finally um engineered in one of the buildings downtown he finally had got some health insurance and I, I think he's got the the building pays half or something hell he's got this horse bleat policy and uh i think he has know he has a, a medical issue I think it's I think it's a, like a slight hernia or something and uh so he asked me yesterday and I, I you know I got help out I mean I gotta dig through my brother my brother and me because Dan knows more about insurance than I do but one of us will help him out and it the the price for him to go to like Northwestern or someplace they want ten grand for the surgery cause it's gonna be like you know an hour uh, scope and uh and he has to pay five grand of it, or there are places around surgical centers that will do it totally for fourteen hundred bucks, hmm. but with with no insurance involved. You just got to pay him. Uh, what the bleep over? What, 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 what? Do you think for a second that the Blue Cross? Do you think they're so sleazy that they're not paying anything that he's paying all of it, the five thousand?
9: Yeah. I mean, I remember going to the gas, the GI doctor, right? I, I scheduled an appointment to see a GI doctor because I was having trouble with my bowels when I was at ANT State University the first time around. And, uh, Must have been a cafeteria. The
3: cafeteria. It. <laughs>
9: Maybe it was the fact that I used to drink two pots of coffee a day.
3: That'll do it. Yeah. Um,
9: yeah. So I go in there, and the most I was willing to pay this guy, this doctor's office, was $80 out of pocket. And coincidentally enough, that was the copay, right? And I didn't even see the GI doctor. I saw some some guy that was like a, a physician's assistant for about 30 minutes. A month later, I checked the bill, and they charged my insurance company $485. So they, they they have a price of over $500 for my one visit to this GI doctor. And the most I've been willing to pay for it was 80, because I can if, if they're going to charge me personally without insurance, they're they're going to say, hey, this. Uh, Procedure is over five hundred dollars. I would have said, "Thank you. I'll go research it on the internet and I'll figure it out for myself. So I don't need to spend five hundred dollars to find out what you're going to tell me because I can figure that out on the internet myself. Maybe it's just diet. Maybe I get rid of caffeine in my you know caffeine in my diet. You know, for example. So to me, you know, um, it, it's exactly what you just said, right? There's no way that without assurance that that office could charge people five hundred dollars for a thirty minute visit." Back
3: in two thousand and nine, no, no, there's way. no way
9: without insurance.
3: Well, plus you have to play, you have to, you have to uh, pay people back and forth. You got to play with them. I don't. I think this whole concept of you know the insurance. I mean, I versus. I mean, I've been well. My dentist passed away a couple of years ago, but I went with the guy for guy forever. He told me all about his business. Of course, I would ask the questions, and he was saying that the. Uh, know the whole idea that you would pay somebody to have insurance to get your teeth cleaned when, yeah. it, when it, it it is so much more efficient to just go over there and give the guy the hundred bucks for god's sake yeah but why does it have to be five pieces of paper back and forth and you pay somebody and they contact them I mean, we're not talking about you know if, if if you're in an accident and you need eight teeth replaced you know we're talking about a cl- why, why do you need insurance for a cleaning for god's sake it's much cheaper yeah. for all around to just pay the guy or lady, right?
9: Yeah, and then you know, of course, you know, in order to clean people's teeth, you have to have a state license, right? And that state license keeps out your competitors who might invent a machine where you walk in, you stick your mouth in this machine, and it cleans your teeth in about ten seconds, right?
3: Um, actually, they do have a new machine now, don't they? When they clean your teeth, that thing's awful. That thing, oh right. yeah. oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
9: But can you can you imagine what in the absence of uh, teeth cleaning? Licenses in the absence of that, what kind of technology we could have? We'd have some pretty incredible I, I so. technologies because nobody likes to have their teeth clean, cleaned.
3: I think, so. I think, I think, uh, no matter what you do, you're gonna be clean, the teeth's gonna be kind of the same for a long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, uh, the other, I, what do you I make? Imagine th- like
9: lasers, I can imagine lasers and oh, combination of water, you know. Yeah, yeah the guy turns
3: it on too high and you lose a tooth. It, it's a... <laughs> so, hey, <laughs>
9: And there's a movie that came out on Netflix with Ethan Hawke in it, and this kid gets bitten by something, and it's like an end of the world kind of movie, and uh, the kid's teeth he's just pulling his teeth out left and right, just pulling them out.
3: Well, you read the story about uh, Howard Hughes, yeah? When, when near, near when he was—he uh, well, he was a Mormon. I you know I I guess I don't know if everybody knows that or not, but he. He ended up buying all those places in Vegas. Guy had nothing but money. And yeah. uh, and he ended up living in the top floor of one of them. I don't know if it was the Dunes or the Desert Inn or one of them. And he was he was such a germaphobe that when he got out of bed to walk to the bathroom, they had to put paper towels in front of him to walk on. Yet he, wow. would, he wouldn't let a doctor near him. He never cut his fingernails or toenails for, like, years and never let anybody clean his teeth, and they were, like, hanging by a nerve. Hmm. And yet he was a... He, he didn't care if he fell apart, but he was a germaphobe. I mean, what a—I don't know what the psychology was going on there, but, uh, hey, you know, I just hey, uh, what do you make? of Two things. Um, we, we talked a little earlier about what, what's going on with the, the uh, you know the portals in the in the football stuff in these bowl games. But I want to kind of oh, yeah. push that off a little. And what do you make of the, you know the Fed? I was just talking to Kenny. I mean, I, now I'm convinced all they're doing is lying to people with these numbers. I don't even look at them. You know. And uh, well, I look at them because that's what they're telling other people. But I, I cannot go back. I mean, that guy, I sent it to you. Uh, Summers, I mean, not Summers, uh, Stockman, he uh, did that article, and I just, I was stunned by how good the, you know some of the uh, stuff was in there. I still can't believe that the median, um, I mean, we've talked about median salaries forever, uh, Carl, Carl, Hal, and uh, in, in the... The forty thousand dollar number, I think, is a good one. Why did it, Why did I never think of asking what the median was for the people under forty? I would. What would you guess that number to be? I, I'm I'm so pissed at myself. I would have guessed that there are awful lot of people ganged up in the high twenties, and I would have guessed you know, twenty seven, twenty eight. I was stunned when the number is like seventeen. It's it's less than half. Mm. Would you Would you have guessed that?
9: No, I think I. I think I. Uh, yeah, if you look at the skew, if you look at the the, the kind of like the distribution of single earnings in the United States or wages, it is skewed to the high end.
0: Uh,
9: and I, I, looking at that, I, I would have put it at about twenty three thousand.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 w- yeah. I wouldn't have put it less than half. Which I mean, I don't know yeah. why I would have, but I, But anyway, I, so I went through yesterday. I mean, if you put
9: it at, if you put it at seventeen. Uh, maybe you pick seventeen thousand because it makes your argument stronger.
3: You no, know? They, uh, that's what they, they, do they do with statistics. Right? I, I, I have not, you know, coming from the age that I did. I'm still not uh, locked into this. Nobody gets to work forty hours a week anymore. I, yeah. mean, I mean, you're making eighteen bucks an hour, and I go, okay, forty times eighteen. That's that's what you make, right? Yeah. Uh,
9: well, you used to multiply, you know, your hourly wage by two thousand, right? Because two thousand yeah. was, you know, fifty weeks a year for forty weeks, uh, forty hours a week, two thousand hours a year, right? With you know, two week vacation, right? So you you take your hourly wage, you multiply by two thousand, you kind of you kind of get an idea of what you make per year. Well, you can't really do that anymore because these firms, they don't want to work anybody over thirty five. I mean, like when I worked at Sears, we were scheduled for thirty five hours a week. Well, why? Well, if we had to stay an extra hour um, each day because it, it kind of got busy at ship change, then we would clock in at forty hours, right? So it was a way that Sears prevent uh, prevent itself from having to pay an overtime wage, right? Well, today you have to you have to make sure your employees are working under thirty two hours if you want to avoid
3: yeah having thirty to give thirty two uh, yeah thirty two is the health insurance piece yeah
9: yeah so now you got people working. Uh, and I don't... Why would they pick 32 hours? I mean, was 32 hours picked because uh, they want... I mean, the, the goal really is to uh, reduce the work week by one day so there's less commuting because driving a car is harmful to the environment. I'm, I I'm, I'm wondering if it had
3: to do change. with the girls on the corner when they, when they raised uh, the minimum wage in Chicago, the girls that poured a coffee at the Dunkin' Donuts, well, they raised the price of coffee because the minimum wage went up, yet they yeah. cut all the girls from eight hours to seven. So maybe yeah. maybe it was you just can't be so sneaky as to cut an hour a day because you're still over to 32 mm, they, yeah. you know, that could so yeah that could have been the mindset I mean you know it's a good a stab as any I guess but
9: I mean I, I just don't understand why they just picked 32. I mean I mean it's kind of like picking 83 as the base year of the CPI why 83 right why not 84
3: right well yeah I mean, <laughs> I've
9: always wondered that right
3: well it's got to be something why not uh, well <laughs> Well, I mean, the same thing goes in trading. I mean, yeah. you know, the, I remember the uh, in August of uh, August of '82. All of a sudden, the market started shooting up in one day. Why could it have been the day before or the day after?
1: You know, <laughs> it was,
3: when it was sitting there, I mean, why did the crash at twenty nine happen on Black Monday? Why didn't it happen the Friday before? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, stuff somehow or other it just doesn't. But yeah.
9: uh, well, I mean, I think in regard to the the market moves, I mean. Unusual events happen all the time, but when government sets the maximum hours, the threshold to which an employer has to provide health insurance to 32, I, you know that's that's some that's some human, you know, making that decision. And I always wonder why 32, why not 40, why not 30, right? I, I, 32 just seems like an odd number to to you
3: know, well, pick out of a hat. Why is a touchdown six points and that seven or five? I mean, yeah, it's got to yeah. be something.
9: Yeah. So uh, did they have a? Did they have like a drop kick? If you watch the original longest yard,
3: you could still drop. Did they
9: have a drop kick? You can still do a drop kick, right? Sure. Yeah. It has to bounce off the ground. Yeah. And then you kick it.
3: Yeah, you can still do a drop kick. Yeah. What For two points, it? huh? Still in the books? No, it's a, it's a, it's three. It's a field goal.
9: No, no. I, I'm in the longest yard. They did a drop kick. Yeah. It wasn't you, a. It was like it wasn't a, a field goal. Yeah.
3: If you, if you if you if you drop kick it through the goal post, it's it's three points.
9: Okay, I thought in the
3: longest yard with uh, Burt Reynolds, it was a two pointer. Well, no, it's a, it's, it could be either your point after touchdown or it could be a field goal. Yeah. Or you can. Well, no. I'm
9: talking about like you, you, they drop the football and it bounces and you yeah. kicked it, I think. Yeah, that's a movie, kick. Right? Yeah, According could, to okay.
6: Cora, um, originally a touchdown was worth one point, but the game changed when kicking the ball over and between the goalposts was allowed. So that mm-hmm. caused a touchdown to be awarded four points after that. And there. They enabled other scoring methods like the safety and the extra point. Um, let's see, and then I—it doesn't say how long, but eventually it evolved to six points, three points, two points, and then the extra point is one point.
3: Isn't it true that football originated in Canada? I guess I can look for you. I think it, I think it did. All right, hell. Uh, is it
9: the long? Is it the longest rivalry, Lehigh and Leighton, or something?
3: Well, if you if you were to ask Who's who's got the most uh national championships? I think most people right now would say Alabama. Uh they're pretty cool. they are southern cows. But actually I think it's Yale. has like fifty mm-hmm. of them or not fifty, but they got a bowl of they won like every year in the eighteen hundreds. It says yeah. on um,
6: Wikipedia it says the origin of professional football can be traced back to eighteen ninety two. Um with a contract to play in the game for the Allegheny Athletic Association against the Pittsburgh Athletic Club. Mm. This league changed its name to the National Football League two years later and eventually
3: became how a many, major league here's, league a, here's, a, here's, a, uh, here's a trivia question. Are the original group that got together in the whatever the guy's Huttmobile showroom in Canton, Ohio to form the NFL, how many? how many of those teams are still around?
9: Uh, probably five. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't think it's very many. I think it's two. Think two, it's the, wow. It's the Bears and the Cardinals. The Green, Bay, huh. Green Bay was five months later or something. It was an interesting history. I, mean, I would have thought it was five-two. I would have guessed that Pittsburgh and all those teams were all original, but I they're not. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it was the a rule well,
6: change instituted by Walter Camp, a Yale University athlete and coach, um, is considered the father of American football because of the introduction of the line of scrimmage, down and distance rules, and the legalization of forward pass and blocking.
3: Okay. That's interesting. All right, so uh, what do you make of this? What, do you, what, do you, what are you and your, your students talking about this amazing economic experiment and going on in college football and basketball and college sports right now? It's talking about a whole new world of economics opening up, pal. Is it, do you find it as fascinating yeah. as me?
9: Oh, I do because, uh, you know, 30 years ago, players had, I mean, players were, you know, that were accrued by a school were kind of locked in. They couldn't go anywhere. The coach could go anywhere, but they couldn't make any money. They're contributing to the the health, the the economic health of the university. I think uh, at one point, Patrick Ewan was worth, to the Georgetown uh, University, he was worth like, I don't know, $34 million back in the 1980s. Uh, he, that's how much that that's what his marginal revenue product was, right? Without Patrick Ewan on the basketball team, that that one guy on the basketball team, Georgetown University Athletics would have been down like, you know, thirty five million dollars. and I don't remember the exact number, right? But what did what did he get compensated for? He got compensated for what? Uh what was his compensation? You know, room and board
3: well, he got tuition, and, and, and tuition, right? Yeah. yeah. Or I, yeah. I bet not, I'll bet he got i bet he got more, but that, still. That,
9: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got more slipped underneath, uh, you know, back alleys, right? I mean, we all, I mean, college football, this this is really interesting here because we think the realignment of college football is destroying traditions. But the funny thing is, when I I looked into the history of the Pac-12, they didn't start using the word Pac until the 1960s. Before that, it was like AAWU, and before that, it was the PCC, And Washington State was not in in the original uh, PCC. They got invited about the same time Montana and Idaho were invited. And then Montana and Idaho were disinvited. Washington State was out. Then they were in. And then they were almost out in the 1990s. And now only Oregon State and Washington State remain in the Pac-12, right? So what we know of the Pac-12, the tradition in college football is churn. It is upheaval. It is Realignment—that That is tradition of, of college football. We think that the Pac-12 has been around for 100-plus years. It hasn't. It wasn't even called Pac. It was called the Big Five or the Big Four first. In the 1950s and 60s, it was called the Big Four. Then it was called the Big Five. And then it was called the Pac-8. So I was really shocked to find that out, right?
3: Well, the, the, uh, the economics of it, <clears throat> there really wasn't before. I mean, the Irish, you know, always... Made some money at it, but if there's a little bar and I don't, I don't know if they, they took them down, but when they when Leahy was there and they were winning in, you know 48, 49, 50 those yeah. those years, they've only played eight or nine games. Yeah, you know, exactly. so I mean, yeah. so you fill up the stadium four times, and who knows what the ticket prices were? I there was no TV; they might have been on radio. I mean, there, there really was no they went didn't go to any bowl games. You know, it was a it was, a bi- it was a big deal for people who liked, you know, your school to go out and play against another school. I mean, to go play Army and, or anything.
9: And, and Notre Dame's Nationwide was through the Catholic Connection, right?
3: Uh, no, they, they did some uh, unusual things. They In the 20s, I think it was during the 20s, they decided to go play Southern Cal and actually get mm-hmm. on the train and go out to Southern Cal, you know, two and a half days to get there and two and a half days to get back. The first time they went to play Army... They didn't have the school didn't have any money enough money to buy everybody's chow on the road, so they packed up a whole bunch of bags of sandwiches from the from the uh <laughs> the, the, the whatever, from the dining hall. Was, yeah. So I mean, they went out and and played Army, which was from a, you know, a Catholic small school in Godforsaken South Bend. And they actually went out and I don't know if they won or lost, but they gave a good accounting of themselves. They decided they wanted to be a a, a worldwide university when they didn't have a pot to piss in, basically. Yeah. And That was yeah. always the goal. So they 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 became countrywide before they had the dough, Before they had, you know, the, when you had to get on a regular train. I mean, it was no, you didn't fly anywhere or anything. I mean, the, the hey, fr-
9: Tom, I got a question for you. You might know this, but why the name Fighting Irish? Does mean um, no, out there know the the origins it, of the Fighting Irish name?
3: Well, but it's, it's got to be because most of the guys are from the South Side. Chicago. Well, because well, it's actually, pandemic, but it's actually a French school. It's a, it's the yeah. University of Notre Dame du Lac. It's a, it's a French order yeah. of priests.
9: Yeah, well, when I, during the pandemic, I read this. I read about this. Apparently, uh, the KKK was going to do a march in South Bend or something, and the uh, Catholics, uh, I think they're mostly Irish at the time. I don't know, but I, apparently they brawled in the street with the. The KKK, and that's well, where that good good name for Irish from. Well,
3: good yeah. for them. Yeah. Well, then the and I
9: tweeted that day. I tweeted that day on my old Twitter account that I'd be an Irish fan for the rest of my life.
3: Well, the the, the old joke was when Father Soren showed up and and camped on the the two little lakes there that are kind of pretty. It's a really nice area. Uh, oh, it is. Uh,
9: Notre Dame's a really pretty campus. Yeah.
3: He's, he said w- w- we'll leave when the weather gets better, and he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, because the thing is all sand, it can rain for two or three days, and an hour later you'd swear it never rained. It's really? All, it's all sand. I mean, it's, it's... Maybe
9: that maybe that has something to do with their early success, because when it rains, man, those fields get really sloppy and muddy, and and, uh, and only the, the biggest, strongest, fast... The biggest teams win in that kind of... Uh, that muck, right?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, but they they had... I mean, when Leahy was in the uh, Army... All he did was recruit when he was in the army. I mean, yeah. when, they, when his teams when they came back, in forty, I think they had, I think they had two Heisman Trophy winners on the same team. Wow! Because one of one had joined the army and came back. I mean, it was you know they. I mean, he had, had great players, but they got everybody from the Chicago Catholic League. I mean, I mm-hmm. mean Johnny Latner, all those guys were from Chicago. George Conner, Rudy Rudiger, yeah. yeah. I mean, they they. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean I, used to, I used to know those dudes. I mean, some of them because we. When I was young, I was on the board of New Club of Chicago, and after the thing, we'd go out drinking with uh, Ziggy Zorowski, It was a, a guard. I'm sitting there, and he was a huge man. I'm going, this guy in 1948, he got to be 260 then. He hey, yeah,
0: yeah,
9: I, you mentioned that uh, Hugh Hefner was Mormon.
3: No, you know uh, that no, not Rudy Hugh Hefner. Hefner? Uh, what's his name? The guy? Uh, oh, no,
9: not Hugh Hefner. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Hugh uh, Hughes. Yeah, Howard Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, Howard Hughes. Yeah, you mentioned that, right? Did yeah. you know that Rudy Ruger now lives in Utah and he's a Mormon?
3: Wow. Well, there you go. Maybe he wants twelve wives. <laughs> I don't think they get to do that anymore, do they? Talk about uh, well,
0: if like,
9: if you're an offshoot uh, Mormonism uh, sex, yeah, you can still do that. Well, you know, they, talk- have a, they
3: have a bunch of
9: Mormon communes in Mexico where that that still goes on.
3: Well, that was uh, that was that was probably one of the most pragmatic decisions. It, it's very similar to uh, essentially kosher rules. Those are okay. essentially, you know, meat handling rules from the Middle Ages, right? Yep. Or from way back when. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm saying that, that <laughs> are <some> you're comparing <laughs> women to meat? <laughs> no, 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 no! What I'm saying is <laughs> what? Uh, what I was going with this is <laughs> so so many of the Mormons, so many of the men were persecuted in Pennsylvania and Illinois. That when they moved to Utah, there weren't enough men to go around because they'd been killed. So, so the, they said, okay, I, I don't know if it was for the time being or whatever. They basically said you can have more than one wife because there weren't enough men. Isn't that the truth? Uh, Al? I
9: think I think it had uh, something to do with it. Um, but uh, I don't think they started I'm out that sure way. That's I the, yeah, I, I don't think that was the real reason. I do know that when I went to Ephemeronian, the snars were not polygamists but my grandmother on my dad's side my paternal grandmother her father was the son of a polygamist and I was at this family reunion and I um, asked my grandmother why are, are all these women married to the, married to uh, a guy named Croft with the first name John or something like that right John Croft and his wife John Croft and his wife John Croft and his wife why, why didn't because I, I thought they were different people the John Crofts. So and she goes oh that's the same John Croft I'm like oh He's a polygamist. That's my first exposure to polygamy.
3: Are we talking two or ten? Five. Well, that's a lot.
9: John Croft had five wives. Oh yeah, and, and the Mormons that had multiple wives, they generally were uh, wealthier people. They, they tend to be the, the more economically uh, healthy of the Mormons.
3: Oh, so God. Well, the that, stars that, that were monog-
9: monogamous. Yeah. Well, the stars were monogamous.
3: God, what if he had five wives that all were like spenders, all had a credit card?
9: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, Brigham Young had 21 wives.
3: Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. God.
9: And, and when Steve Young was asked, how, what, how, how does it feel to be like the great, 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 great grandson of Brigham Young? He goes, well, isn't everybody in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> God.
3: All right, we're now we're, S&P futures are down 275. What five. What'd you make of the CPI number? We have the, the Fed tomorrow. What are they going to say? Are they going to go? Gonna...
9: Well, we were talk, we've been talking about this, right? The medical component of the CPI. Is there any way that that's down year over year? No, I, I don't believe that.
3: Well, you know, and look, if it's not down. We, we, we went over that with with the with yeah. the real car earlier. They are now imputing profits in the insurance industry yeah. as as part of, of that line. Not how much. You would think this would be the easiest thing in the world. Call up. Yeah. Pick a pick a firm. General Motors, Merrill Lynch, PTI. I know how I snuck us in there at that same size. And say, okay, yeah. ask my brother Dan. All right, how much have you paid for insurance every month for the last twenty five? This is not hard to, to figure. No, and I don't. I can't imagine no, one there's, there's year still, it's ever been way, down.
9: There's no. Med- there's no way that medical is
3: down. The only the only way it could be no down way. for us is if all of a sudden we had a no deductible, and all of a sudden everybody's got a thousand dollar deductible. We might have had a drop yeah. that year, but still, total cost yeah. is not is not down. How no. could it be?
9: So. I mean sure it's a great number to put out there and promote this idea that the inflation is over but you look at house prices you look at the median or the average mortgage payment that people are paying it, it hit a record all time high at what 23 yeah. 2600 dollars a month right so you can't tell me the inflation's over uh,
3: I think there, actually, there's actually
9: no way there's that there's no way that
8: that that,
9: well, that let's, numbers.
3: Uh, let's let's give ourselves an assignment for next week I think that the uh, let, let's You can opine and ask ask, some of your smarter students. When I was in grad school, the monetary theory guys, 6 to 9 to 12 months is how long it took a shift in monetary policy, adding reserves or pulling them out to work its way through the system to have an effect on the economy, the price level, and blah, blah, blah. I think the more you put in or the more you take out, the longer that goes. And they did 40% in virtually, what, 18 months I think yeah. it's still working its way through, to a certain extent. Oh,
9: it is, and and it's and the reason why the the time period is longer is because the Fed has built a dam, and behind that dam is all the unemployed reserves
5: that
8: yeah.
9: is created that haven't leaked out yet. And when that when that that reserves, unemployed reserves gets too high, they have to lift the dam up, and that's the interest on the reserves rate. Well, plus some so of the money that is holding back the inflation.
3: But now the money. Last question because we're running over here. If if Biden or Trump or whoever it is puts out an infrastructure plan or whatever the plan is for a trillion five you don't really write the checks on that for the next I mean you're, you're not going to have the road done the next month so that money no, no, that no. money is just kind of a lot of that money is just starting to come out right yeah yeah now, well, but, it, it's, but, but it's not counted in the de- not counted to the deficit or, to, or yeah. it's not to the budget until you actually spend it right?
9: Yeah. Well, Obama joked that uh, in North Carolina, in Raleigh, back after the uh, American Recovery Act was passed, he joked that, I guess, shovel-ready jobs weren't shovel-ready because the money hadn't been spent as fast as he wanted okay, it to. It might right? be a
3: shovel-ready plan, but he didn't even order the steel yet. Yep. But, you know, yeah. oh, that's why Obama was so... So, uh, I'll go back to my quick note here. That's why he was so popular with the, uh, with the wealthy, when he was in office, the money money supply went up 8.8 percent a year on an economy that didn't really yeah. have any problems. I mean, he, yeah. just, he just drove people asset prices to the moon. I'll take care of yourself, buddy. Uh, your your team won last night, the Giants, eh? Yeah,
9: I guess I I, I was helping my son with the homework.
3: God, there you go. So. That's a that's a worthy goal. s futures down four, yep. Nasdaq futures up five. Right now, we're doing nothing, waiting for the Fed announcement tomorrow.
0: happened to catch the professional football contest on television last night no I didn't oh it was most exhilarating the Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay and in the end the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H it
1: was a most ripping victory son I'm just going to tell you this one time yes sir you want to keep working here stay off the drugs